0: So-called birth control.
1: I'm a feminist.
0: I'm a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a feminist. I'm <laughs> a feminist. No stone in turn. No stone in turn. No, no, no stone in turn.
1: And turn la, la, la. maybe that's a pipe dream I think that's a pipe that's- dream. No it's not a pipe dream.
0: You just you said, tell me that every you just time. said maybe it's a pipe dream <laughs> like no it's, it's not, not a pipe, pipe. dream.
1: <laughs> not now that I think about it. So. You
0: Right, folks here we are we're back once again no stone unturned cynic joined by chitty chitty bang bang mr star wars himself Frank Alicious.
1: yes sir mr skywalker himself george lucas don't sue me <laughs> i just want to point out to everybody for those of you who don't do have my social media i was into star wars before it was cool all right <laughs> i had skywalker as my tag before shit became the in thing to do All right, you fake-ass Star Wars fans, so (laughs) respect. But yes, it is the boy, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, man. What up, Cynic?
0: There you go, man. You know, same old, same old. Been raining cats and dogs in these parts for the last few days, so the weekend has been kind of mush.
1: (laughs) Well, that lets you know that warmer weather is coming, though, right?
0: Well, the season's definitely changing. Uh, I can see the days are getting longer. The sunlight is out a little bit longer. So, it's looking up. All right, man. So, what you got today for these fine folks? I got Florida. Person. Well, Florida something.
1: What do I got? Florida person, dirtbag. What up? <laughs> All right. So, we brought back Florida Man today because I do have a Dirtbag Jones story. But when I when I stacked them up against each other, this one just kind of nudged the Dirtbag Jones story. Okay. So, maybe next week we'll give you Dirtbag Jones. We don't know. But this week, we got Florida Man. Play that motherfucking music. Let's dance. And it says gun owners in florida plan to shoot down hurricane irma
0: where is this is this an old story where, where when is where is hurricane irma it sounds like an old hurricane
1: yeah this was back in
0: 2017
1: <laughs> is that what does florida man have to be recent is that even that allowed, allowed? Am I missing
2: something? <laughs> I think you're breaking the Yo. Florida man rules? No, I'm fucking. Ah, uh, I don't know. I
1: don't know, man. I, I always go about. I always go with the headlines, but. uh <laughs> yeah this is this is what it says let me read it to you gun owners in Florida have vowed to respond to hurricane irma by shooting at the storm tens of thousands of people have joined an event advertised on facebook to tackle the hurricane currently bearing down on florida in an attempt to show irma that we shoot first irma the most powerful atlantic ocean hurricane in recorded history has already brought destruction in the caribbean killing at least 22 people Ryan Edwards, who created the event on Facebook, said he had not expected to generate such a large response and that he started the event out of stress and boredom. So something that was started as a prank ultimately got enough steam and uh, people really thought that Ryan was serious when he started the Facebook group.
0: 50,000 people joined that Facebook campaign. Are you searching
1: it? Are you searching it? Do you got Yeah, because right I wanted now? to find out if <laughs> if one
0: of these idiots maybe shot themselves. You know, a little post story update.
1: I'm wondering if anybody passed away coming, you know, coming outside and getting hit by a flying stop sign. <laughs> That's the most dangerous shit ever, dude. Do you remember being in the Iowa? I of do. Andrew and us going outside. I and do. Being deathly quiet it was really that was really eerie eerie, eerie. <laughs> yeah. Wait, we said at the same time eerie dude and the color of the sky i yeah i forget the way the color of the sky looked. yeah you know and it's like this break of peace and then the eye wall is the strongest part of the storm so you go from getting shitted on to like peace and quiet and then you get shitted on again
0: yeah it's crazy right the
1: back side of the eye wall you know
0: well it's in any case um I think we can safely say that their silly campaign had absolutely no effect on Hurricane Irma. Nope. But uh, thanks for letting us know uh, just how far idiots will go in Florida. Hey, man.
1: It's my pleasure. (laughs) You know there's some people that went out there and still shot at the sky, bro. For sure. I'm kind of upset that I didn't know about this. Right now in the house that we're living in, we have hurricane-proof windows. So we have impact windows so we don't have to put shutters up because they're shatterproof. And low key, I've been hoping for a hurricane, which is a horrible thing to say because people always perish in hurricanes. And if you really think that low key you're hoping for a hurricane to come, that means that somebody is gonna potentially die in this storm. So it's not a cool thing for me to say. But low key, I've been, I was, I've always been like, hey, look, if it comes, I'm not gonna be mad because I just want to be able to see. <laughs> Typically, nah. when a hurricane comes, you have shutters up and you can't see what's going on, you know. So
0: I used to, I used to look forward to hurricanes. I don't see anything wrong with that.
1: Yeah, but when you think about people dying, you don't feel bad about that?
0: I mean, they're going to die either way, right?
1: Yeah, but if it's at the hands of a storm you wish was coming, you don't...
0: No, yeah, no what I mean is if I don't wish it and the hurricane comes, it's still going to die, right? That's what I'm saying. It's not like me not wishing for it is going to somehow... They're going to then survive the hurricane when it hits or whatever it is that you're concerned about. They're going to die. So don't worry about it.
1: I find it exciting. Because before the storm gets here, it's hitting the Caribbean islands. So it's either hitting Cuba or it's hitting Puerto Rico or it's hitting Dominican Republic. And those are the people really taking the hit, you know, those third world countries that don't have the infrastructure to withstand these storms, which is crazy to me. Like you're in the Caribbean and I know obviously money's tight. Exactly. But it's, I mean, come on, like we have to start planning around that, like as a government, right? We need to make sure that we're putting resources in place where we're building things that are strong enough to withstand these monster storms. Because you're a little, you're a little strip in the middle of the ocean and you got this huge storm bearing down on you. Nothing is stopping that thing and they still haven't figured it out. So then after that happens, it hits the states. (laughs) So that's why maybe I feel bad because I always find out about that news first, Mm. you know? And that sucks.
0: I always ask myself when uh, <laughs> this, uh, this story is probably going on a little longer than it should, but how is it that these people end up dying in in things like floods and shit like that? Like, I I mean, of course, you can look it up and you can find out how they died. Like The car got swept away or some bullshit, but yeah. it seems like such a stupid way to go. Like, what are you doing in, in, in that situation? How are you putting yourself in that situation? You know, that you're outside... Like a lot of people here, whenever there is some kind of a, I'll call it storm in quotes, because the weather here is nothing compared to South Florida. But every now and then there do they're does come through like a, a deep pressure system and it's got strong winds. Yeah. And some mm-hmm. trees get knocked down. And there's always some asshole who's in a car when a tree falls on top of him and dies. You know, or some people who get swept away in some kind of flood. I, mean, I don't understand it so these people who are in the caribbean it's like you're in the caribbean so i know it sucks that the, you might die from the storm but it's like living at the bottom of a volcano or at the foot of a volcano or living in california where you know you're gonna get hit with an earthquake mm-hmm. like i don't know i guess i'm saying i don't feel sorry for him
1: no 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 i mean it depends there's this movie impossible have you seen that movie no about the tsunami you know here on no stone and turn not only are we going to talk about some weird shit but we're going to recommend some movies for you to watch and this is the next one <laughs> impossible and the only reason i i'm hesitant to agree with you fully is because you know something like that they, there is no warning you know it's a tsunami a hurricane is different because obviously we have more than enough notice that it's coming but what if it's an older person that lives alone that's in a shitty house and then the scenes of them getting swept away in floods, it's violent, man. There's debris coming at you. There's cars coming at you. I thought the same thing. Like, yo, I'll just swim out of that shit or I'll hang on to a building. But you see that movie, you're like, fuck. You can kind of understand why.
0: I think I did see that movie. Yeah, um,
1: yeah I-, I totally get it. I, I get it. But, <laughs> what do you- but the asshole driving and the tree falling him, you know, it sucks that he died, but that's on him. Why are you driving? Why are you driving when there's fucking... A deep depression system out there with strong winds.
0: I don't know, man. It's just life, bro. Like I might, I might go outside this afternoon or this evening to throw out the trash. Take it easy. A tree could Take also fall easy. on me.
2: That's life. Get the fuck
0: out of here. I mean,
2: yeah, it's a little different, though.
1: <laughs> it's a little different because if if you're if you die throwing away the garbage, that fucking sucks.
0: It does suck. If, it's just if like somebody sucks. dies
1: in the middle of a storm, with the exception that like they were going to work and we don't know the backstory, but you you kind of have to think like that person kind of put themselves in that situation yeah <laughs> if, I, if i'm driving and a tree falls on my car you know why the fuck am i driving
0: no nah, well there you go D- don't shoot at hurricanes all right <laughs> that's the moral of this long ass story <laughs>
1: gotta love florida baby
0: all right man what's what's the fun fact for today
2: <laughs>
1: i don't know you got it you tell us mother lover you got it yo do you guys think i curse too much and I'm, and I'm. I guess I'm asking the listeners and you, Cynic, when I see you guys. <laughs> I,
2: thought, I was like, "Where's the, where's the studio audience?"
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> when no. I
2: edit, I'm like, "Yo, you got
1: a potty mouth, bro." You do have a potty mouth, but I do, bro. But I don't. Yeah, maybe I need to look at that. Because I usually, I don't think I usually curse that much. But maybe I know what setting to curse in. And I, since this is like a kind of conversation with you. You want to stop cursing? I think I want to stop cursing so much, yeah. Why? Because I typically don't... Now we're going to get deep. <laughs> I don't know. I just... Like in work, at work, I don't curse like that. If I teach, I don't curse like that. You know, if I'm meeting people in a social setting, depending where I'm at, maybe if I'm at a bar, got a couple drinks, a fuck couple fucks might fly, you know what I mean? But I'm typically a lot more measured.
0: Uh, that's okay, right? I mean, that's... Those are... You you're, have a different... Persona, let's say, in those situations, because you have yeah. to. Yeah.
1: This is no stone in turn. You're right, Cynic. Let the fucks fly, baby, and I'm keeping <laughs> it in.
0: Here's like right. that
1: fun fact, though, man. Let's go.
0: That fun fact. So the term birth control. Ever heard of it? I'm sure you're familiar with it.
1: Yes, I am. <laughs> More than
2: oh. I care to be.
0: Birth control um, is a term that was coined by a woman named Margaret Sanger. And Margaret Sanger was an early feminist and women's rights activist uh, who worked towards uh, the legalization of so called birth control. I'm a feminist. I'm you a mean- feminist. <laughs> I'm a feminist. <laughs> So in 1910, she moved to Greenwich Village and started a publication promoting a woman's right to birth control. Obscenity laws, however, forced her to flee the country until 1915. And in 1916, she opened the first birth control clinic in the United States. She fought for women's rights for her entire life and died in 1966. What's funny there is, did you hear that, how obscenity laws forced her to flee the country? Yep. So the fact that she was just talking about women's rights, birth control, I guess birth control specifically, women's reproductive rights, uh, back then was a a big no-no. And they had so-called obscenity laws. And I guess they they felt that was an obscenity to have such discussions in public. So it forced her to leave the country. You think people back then, when that happened
1: and, you know, there was kind of pushback against those laws, you think people were in the streets saying that we're too sensitive? Why are things changing?
0: I mean I don't remember I don't I don't remember ever hearing or reading about people being in the streets about being too sensitive, about people being too sensitive or or the public being too sensitive. But I'm sure there must have been a few. Maybe they didn't have a, such a voice, but there must have been a few people like that.
1: I just say because of the times that we're currently living in.
0: No no I also found uh, that there was a bit of a there's some kind of correlation there or maybe correlation is not the right word but. There's something in there that kind of does remind me of the current times. yeah. Just the fact that I guess you have to kind of be careful what you say so you don't offend certain people's sensibilities, right? So the reason I brought that up is because it's obviously it's, it's interesting as a fun fact to find out where the term birth control comes from. Uh, today we hear it everywhere, left and right, up and down, TV, radio, whatever. Um, but to find out where it actually came from, who actually coined it, I found quite interesting also the fact that she was a so-called feminist you know back in the early 1900s that was definitely uh I mean that was conservative central so to be a feminist back then was pretty hardcore but aside from from that and the idea that this was someone who was ahead of her time you know there's a dark side to this story that I think uh, is worth digging into let's hear it because when she when she was, was pushing for this, um, it wasn't just out of some desire. Of course, she wanted women to be so-called liberated. She did want that. But um, her concerns went a little bit deeper than that. So much so that it got her mixed up with people who had some quite controversial uh, views. You ever heard of eugenics? Yes. So eugenics... It's um, a term that is actually, historically, it's been discussed in various different uh, times in history. One of the biggest, or let's say one of the most most well-known, was actually um, the Nazi era. Because what Adolf Hitler was espousing when he was trying to get rid of not just Jews, homosexuals, um, minorities people with disorders mental disorders whatever any any person that was not quote-unquote pure he thought they should be destroyed that they should be gotten rid of you know what
1: the scary thing about that is cynic and i don't mean to cut you off that there's still people that think that way
0: carry on for sure for sure for sure and those, um, that sort of set of beliefs is what eugenics is. So, just textbook definition it's a set of beliefs and practices that aim to improve the genetic quality of a human population historically by excluding people and groups that are judged to be inferior or by promoting um, those who are judging to be superior. So, if you take that argument to its logical or maybe illogical conclusion, it basically means you're getting rid of parts of humanity that you don't feel are worthy enough so that's fucked up yeah she she ended up getting mixed up with people who 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 had those beliefs so let's get back to margaret okay
1: isn't it crazy that back then even the name sounded old margaret
0: oh yeah that's another thing that's interesting how the names <laughs> names change over time
1: over time bro
0: in germany too theodore the names the old names in germany it's like what brunhilde
1: what's a new german name what's a a hip name what's an example of that
0: oh what's a hip name i don't know dude i have to look it up i I don't know what would be considered a hip name but i you could definitely um i could easily point out an old name if i heard it but uh,
1: yeah sound like patty may ain't nobody called patty may the
0: equivalent of that maybe yeah (laughs) so all right right, so this lady this lady margaret sanger um so it, I, I was looking up uh, some details about her and I found some an article about her on his history channel, history.com. And it says that her views on birth control were also rooted in philosophies that would raise modern eyebrows. Some historians contest a longstanding myth, according to this website, that Sanger thought non-white people should be prevented from procreating. So that's contested by historians because some people say she did think that non-white people should be kept from having kids but they do agree that she supported that term that i just said eugenics that she supported eugenics so the theory that undesirable quote people should be reduced or eliminated in her case undesirable quote was the mentally and physically defective so if you were handicapped in some way you should be kept from from having children, from procreating. And this
1: is the woman who invented birth control.
0: This is the woman who coined the term both birth control, but who? Oh, the coined the term. She coined the term, but she was also for birth control. The thing is that she wasn't the one who came up with the pill, but she was to say the begi- she was the part of the beginning of it. Yeah, she was. Yeah, but
1: it seems like she had different reasons for wanting to have birth control.
0: She had a mix of reasons. I mean, she. On the one hand, she did care for women to be free. Yes, to be free of, you know.
1: But only white women? Or?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, on the one hand, it was a woman's Fake rights. Fake-ass feminist, bro. But on the other hand, it was. She, she did have these desires to get, to use birth control to also control populations and, and, and not have people, so-called undesirable people, procreate. So mm. this led her to basically get in touch with some biologists named Gregory Pincus. Nice name. And she basically asked him if he thought that using his uh, scientific, you know, experiments, his his skills, if he would be able to come up with a so-called birth control pill. And so together, he said he would try. It was illegal to do any of this, by the way. All of this was done in secret. And she knew it was illegal, but she was pushing for it anyway because she she felt that strongly about it. So let's get to the dark part. This lady, Sanger, and this dude, Pincus eventually land in Puerto Rico. And in Puerto Rico, they find a population that at the time was, well, it was booming in general, and there was a lot of poverty. There were a few birth control clinics there already that apparently the U.S. government had funded, part of a legal program back then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so she got involved with some of those clinics and with one of the devils incarnate, (laughs) Some dude named Clarence Gamble from Procter and Gamble. Have you ever heard of Procter and Gamble? Yep. So Clarence Gamble, he was uh, he was the heir to the Procter and Gamble um, company, and he was also eugenicist. And this dude was just straight up racist. Yeah, he just straight up felt that Puerto Ricans and others who lived in poverty should be wiped out to make room for more quote fit members of the population. And so his his push for for birth control was exactly for that. Here's the thing, like today we see birth control as this uh way for people to you know have sex and not have to worry about having a kid, yeah? Particularly women being freed from being bogged down by a child that they didn't, you know, plan for or want. Um and then a, a dad who just leaves them with with the kids or whatever. So it just it just the whole purpose of it was to give women the freedom and in turn allow you know people to have more control over their lives but i guess the short of it is that this the start of this was pretty pretty perverse because while you could use it as a contraceptive to keep yourself from getting pregnant you could also use it um secretively against people who you not only are not telling what you're giving them, but you're doing it because you don't want them, you actively don't want them to have kids. And that's what they did in Puerto Rico. They tricked, I think they said up to 30% of the women in Puerto Rico were in one way or another, um, what's the word? Sterilized? Yeah, sterilized. So up to 30% of the women were said to have been sterilized by these various um, tests and experiments that they were doing. They were used as guinea pigs. That's
1: messed up, man. And
0: they were doing it because they felt that these people were not worth life. So they didn't want them to procreate. They felt they were po- they were, you know, poor, worthless human beings and they shouldn't be allowed to have kids. So they went down into that island and they gave them massive doses of this so called medication. And in some cases, some of them died.
1: Many of them died.
0: Yeah. And All of that was going on without the women even knowing that they were part of this test, that they were even in a test. Um, Yeah, they used humans as guinea pigs.
1: And now we wonder why some people don't want to trust that vaccine. Oh, God. It's proven, bro, that, you know, the African-American community doesn't trust the medical system. Because African Americans too in the past have been used as guinea pigs. So I'm just saying
0: African American community doesn't trust anyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not and I'm not getting into a conversation whether you should or you shouldn't, that's on you. You do what's best for you and your family. And we'll leave it at that. We already had a, a, a freaking episode about vaccinations and vaccines before this corona shit popped off. Once again, no stone and turn ahead of the curve. Call us Nostradamus. All right. <laughs> we know what the fuck is popping. right? But um, I'm just saying there's, there's some people out there that really don't really don't want to fuck with them because it's a trust thing. You know, there's there's cases. There's cases like this one of people, you know, trust being abused and it costing their life in some cases. And if not their life, then now they're, they're dealing with these crazy ass side effects, sometimes permanent side effects. Because of these things that, that were put in their body with, without them even knowing. I mean, I've said it before, man, humans being, human beings can be beautiful creatures, but man, we can be the scum of the earth. To think that somebody else's life isn't, you know, it, it's, it's value less than yours because they come from a specific part of the world. Like, think about that, it? Yeah. Because somebody is born in a specific part of the world, some people feel like their life is less valuable than theirs. Like, how dumb is that, bro? Because (laughs) people have a certain color of their skin because they they have a darker shade of their skin. Their pigments, pigmentation is structured differently. Some people think that those people aren't worth what they are because their pigmentation is lighter. That's fucking crazy. Once again,
0: there's no doubt that that's a ridiculous uh, stance. Aliens
1: are laughing at us, bro. That's what they're doing right now. They're laughing at us because we're wasting time fighting each other and finding ways as to why I'm better than you versus, fuck man. Let's let's see what happens if we have more of a collective effort towards this thing called life, and it isn't just every man for them fucking selves. You know.
0: You know what this? You know what this story reminded me of though. Talk we you. talked at least on two separate occasions on the show. Come on. About people who were not fit to be parents. Do you remember having those conversations? Yes. Yeah? yes people who were not fit yes. to be parents. That's different though. Hold on. That's I knew you different. were going to say it's different, but <laughs> hold on, because that is not different at all. That is just another form of eugenics. What we're saying is, these people, um, in uh, the litmus test that we put on them, is that they are
1: you no. Know, we said mentally stable. <laughs> he said, financially stable, and they weren't addicted to any drugs. And those are like, those. Are, that's a morality thing, though. They can't be living check to check, you know, and that their mental health is in place. All right, mental health may be the variable. Maybe, maybe you say I'm pushing it too far there, which I think that's, like, super important, you know. But maybe people that aren't all oh, there still deserve to have kids. Maybe that's an argument you bring forward. I get that. But somebody not, like, being broke. You know, because what happens then? That person mooches off the government, right? And that throws things off off balance, right? So if we have more responsible people, we have a more balanced system. I'm not saying though. I hear you, Adolf. I hear you. you. (laughs) No. And as I do that, look at my hand. No. As he does the Nazi salute. (laughs) No, I didn't mean that. I was fucking talking, and you stopped me halfway. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not saying that if you're a certain race, you can't. I'm saying that you just have to be somewhat there bro so no i get it i'm not saying
2: that
0: it's even that it's a racial thing like i said it with the eugenics thing you can choose what it is that you're going to use to discriminate against people it might not be race (laughs) maybe it's money maybe it's their drug use or non-drug use and i'm also not saying that i'm taking back what i said about that like i still think (laughs) some people shouldn't be parents it's just that the irony was not lost on me that dirtbag jones aka um, clarence uh, gamble i'm sure he felt just as strongly about his point of view you know what i'm saying he was like uh it's clear to me that these people shouldn't be
2: parents
1: hello <laughs> i just want to make the world a better place yeah
2: exactly that's the same thing he said yeah 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 exactly i just want to make the world a better place. it's just a, like
0: i accept the hypocrisy is what i'm saying i accept my hypocrisy right saying, now
1: just, But just, like, think about it. You have two people, right, who are just being irresponsible, don't even love each other, right? Just not respecting the, you know, the art form that sex is and just being Willy Lindy, not being responsible. They're both working at Wendy's, you know... <laughs> Not living, I <laughs> don't even have a home. And now they bring a kid into this world.
0: So if you work at Wendy's, uh, oh, forget about ever having kids. Man, you know what?
2: <laughs> I'm te- That's a problem. I definitely need to take that out. No, leave it I'm in. Just leave saying, it in because this is no. no
1: stone unturned. I didn't mean that if you worked at Wendy's, you can't have a kid, but. It's not an ideal situation, bro. You're getting paid minimum wage. You shouldn't you, you know you know how expensive a child is?
0: Yeah, no, I hear you, bro. I hear you. I you hear know, me. you have one. I totally Dizzy, you. I love you. I totally Obviously. hear you. I'm just saying that it's it's a slippery slope and it's hard to justify it. I I, I personally can't get around the hypocrisy. It is <laughs> just a hypocrisy. But still, like I guess what I'm saying is that I should be the one to decide, not somebody else. <laughs>
1: Makes you no different than big old Clarence. Exactly.
0: That's that's the point. No, we're no different. I oh, don't know, man. All right, I put you on a down note there, huh? Welcome to my <laughs> world,
1: bitches. You got me thinking. Got me thinking, bro. Like, am I no better? Am I no better? You know, I don't know. Because I think you know, you know what what comes to me too is like when you try to control things too much. It's like butterfly effect, right? When you don't let life kind of run its course, and you try to be OCD about it, and you come up with a crazy plan like mine, like everybody should have kids and you have to show that you're, (laughs) you know, like in a a place where you're responsible enough to do it, right? Then you throw off nature's course, Mm. you know? Mm. So you think that you're doing something good, but now there's still going to be an adverse effect to that. And that ripple effect, you don't know what it's going to be. Maybe it's not making things better. Maybe it makes things worse. So that's the the realization you see me, (laughs) the emotions you see me going through right now. Sometimes you think that, you changing things or things happening a different way is the answer, and it's really not. Maybe you should just let nature run its course. You know who's a deep-thinking fellow, Cynic? My boy, Alan. Ms. Alan, mother F and Watts. Mr. Watts. He's the man, bro.
0: You know, we've had a few quotes of, of his on the show. Several. Throughout the, the years. <laughs> you put me on, bro. Did I introduce you to Alan Watts?
1: Yeah. And because of, of your inspiration, the show before... This one, we had him in the intro, you know, saying a few words. That's
0: right. That's right. If you
1: guys picked that up, that was him. So, yeah, man. Thank you for that. Who was Alan, though, man? Tell the people.
0: He was an interesting cat. Um, It's funny because he was also born in the early 1900s. He was born in 1915. He died in 73, I believe. Yeah. He was basically a philosopher. And he went around um, giving talks and workshops and whatnot sharing his um basically his views based on his experience he studied buddhism he studied hinduism and who knows what it what which other ism he studied but a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the <laughs> eastern philosophy you know and um i mean think you know think back to the to the state the the u s in the in the in the sixties and you know early seventies People were eating this stuff up, right? At that time in particular, right? This was the whole what was that generation called? These um hippies. These hippies, yeah. He would go around and he was talking about all these things and it was big. It was big back then. But he 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 did it in a way that really, I guess, was well suited for like the Western listener. And he had some interesting talks and you can find tons of them on on YouTube actually, recordings of his. Um, where he Really brings you to think about um basically about life but also about how we view ourselves he just has
1: a way yeah he he has a way cynic of making you look at something at a completely different angle than you ever envisioned it before mm-hmm. at least for me when i when I read you know his things and it's like I never thought of it that way that's that's the constant thing that comes up to my mind you know where where I hear him put something together and Again, it'd be familiar but new at the same time. Hard to explain, but that's kind of the the reoccurring feeling I get when I come across his text. Man, he's he was amazing.
0: He was amazing. He was an interesting cat, and what was what's also interesting, maybe more interesting, other than, besides his philosophy. And I want to talk about one one of his talks in particular. After this, yeah. But, um, he also had a lot of baggage.
1: They often do, though, man.
0: They often do, right? These people often do, and he was no different. He was married three times.
2: My dog, sticking <laughs> and moving. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> he had seven children. Bang bang.
0: <laughs> he was definitely not using birth control.
1: No cable back then, son.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I I have to I have to confirm it, but I know when I when I looked him up before, I came across something about him. I think he, he he had some trouble with alcohol. I'm not sure. I need to double check that. Let me let me do a quick little yeah, fact do that. check. I,
1: I believe so. From what I recall, I believe so. But I don't want to be mistaking him with Charles. So fact check that.
0: Charles Bukowski. Yeah. Yeah, Charles Bukowski was. All, he I think he was ten times Definitely worse than this guy.
1: I'm sure Alan did an LSD. He definitely, in that time, in the 70s, you're going to tell me this guy that was so tapped in, you're going to tell me he wasn't taking shrooms. And, and in that era, in the 70s, whew, mm-hmm. Alan was on that magic beanstalk, baby. But go ahead, Sinek, I'm sorry to interrupt.
0: No, no, it's no interruption. I was just double checking that. And he indeed did have uh, uh, an alcoholism problem. Mm. So to what extent, um, I can't I can't find that right now. But
1: Is his brain so unique if he's not, influenced or if he doesn't have that vice is he the same person if he doesn't have that that kind of misery you know what i mean
0: i was listening to yeah i do know what you mean i was listening to to one of his talks actually this morning i was doing some chores in the house and so i just had the thing on and i was listening to it and he was talking about something similar to that he was talking about how he was talking to an audience and explaining to them how some people westerners go to somewhere in the east to find uh what is the name of these guys a guru they go they go to the to to the east whether it's in india or wherever to to go find a guru to go find someone to teach them how to be better right yeah and
1: and they really got to just look at themselves.
0: There's two aspects of this. One of them is, uh, I'll get to afterwards, but the first one that relates to what you just said, he explains that some of these people go and then they find this guru. yeah, And then they, they ask to be taught or whatever. And they're there and, and over time they're watching the guru and they see how the guru sometimes loses his temper. Sometimes mm. the guru, they see the guru, he's sitting down, he's smoking a cigarette or a pipe. They they find out the guru has a girlfriend. They they all the, they find out all these things about the guru, yeah. And then they realize, in their mind, you know what what the hell is this? You know, this guy he's he's just like anyone else in in the sense mm-hmm. he's got all these vices or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's explaining this to the audience, and he's saying the fact is that it it's these things that make life not just life but people interesting you know you can't just be perfection all the time he said if if, if they didn't if they were perfect and they would just i mean he described it as disappear he said they would just disappear you know they just wouldn't you know the the whole reason that these people can be the way they are is because yes they've reached some point of enlightenment but they mm-hmm. still have vices they still have the whatever he he describes it you know this part inside of them that still you know reaches out for the, the the dark side of life you know the things that they probably shouldn't do but they mm-hmm. do it in moderation or, or whatever the case is i was listening to this um this talk and in it he's talking about how we seek out other people whether they're masters they're gurus or they're whatever because mm-hmm. we want them to help us improve you know and the question that yeah. he asks is, "Why do you want to improve?" Right? And he answer He goes into that topic, and it's really interesting how it's like you said. It's how he he approaches it that really makes you think. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, "Why do you want to improve?" Well, because I want to be a, a better person. I want to whatever. Well, why do you want? Why do you want that? And he just keeps asking why, you know. And inevitably, he he boils that down to this whole desire for things the desire to want to be better or to be different or whatever in the end he concludes that the reason you want to be better is the reason why you aren't so when when you think about that you realize god damn we're just like this is like
1: hope i love it but i don't know if i can agree with that one
0: that what
1: I love the guy, but I don't know if I can agree, Cynic, You know, I'm somebody who always believes that we we should be on a personal journey to always better ourselves. And although I can understand this angle, mm-hmm. I just think that kind of accepting yourself for who you are and not working towards bettering certain parts of you, even though I love the guy, I can't, I can't agree with that, bro.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's coming at it from the whole Buddhist uh, perspective, where for, from their perspective, the, the whole reason for suffering is... I mean, amongst probably a couple other things that I might be forgetting. One of them is desire. When you mm-hmm. desire things, it inevitably leads to suffering. Mm-hmm. And so point that the point of that topic in his conversation is desiring to want to be better is part of the problem, I guess is what he's trying to say.
1: But the Buddhists also say that to live is to suffer.
0: Yeah, but but why? Like if you go into it there are a few reasons why they say that and one of them is desire, wanting something or whatever the case is,
1: and not being content.
0: Not being content with with what is uh with the situation or whatever. So I don't I don't I'm not sure how they approach the uh, the topic of wanting to improve, but certainly I mean I could certainly see how the, the desiring things. It's like a double-edged sword. I get it. Yeah. right but absolutely i get the point that desiring something in and of itself is 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 a contributor to to pain and to to sadness right because when you don't get it then that's what it leads to and when you do get it then you just desire more you're not content with what you got you always want more so it's just this cycle right so i think it just um yeah, it's like it's a complicated thing. I, I don't know how 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 they square that circle with wanting to improve, but
1: I think you need a little bit of both from each part, man. I think that's where balance comes into play. I think you have to be able to sit there and appreciate the moment and appreciate how far you come, and just you know, I've said it before, like not always feel like you're chasing something, like. There's an, a, something else that you need to accomplish, like just being content and existing, right? But I think there's another part of me that says, you know, we're, we're all not starting this race at the same starting line. So for some of us, we have to travel farther to get to somewhere that's just neutral. And if, if you're somebody whose life's thrown you curveballs, right, and, and put you in a situation where, you know, your luck hasn't been the best, you're going to have to you can't just be like, well, I'm okay with you know living in Section Eight, you know, always getting help for the government and, and living, you know, in, in low income housing and you know living check to check, like something like that is what I think about. Like, because we all know that the way society is structured, when we come into this game, we start at different places. So again, if somebody's starting behind the eight ball, man, it's it's hard for me to to tell that person to just exist, you know, when the lights are cut off. That's why I say maybe I, I take from both where it's. You know, nothing wrong with you desiring something, certain things, but also everything in moderation, right? Don't let that be the reason that you go after things because then you're never going to be happy. Because like you said, then there's always going to be something else. Yeah, you made half a million dollars. Now you want 750000 You made 750000 Now you want a million. You made a million. Now you want two. When does it stop? When does it end? That's torture, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. When does it stop? When does it end? It doesn't, theoretically, right?
1: Yeah. So... But that's when balance comes into play, and maybe that's a pipe dream. I think that's a but pipe that's, dream. Yeah. No, it's not a pipe dream. <laughs> you just you said. Every, you just
0: said maybe it's a pipe dream. They're like, no, it's, it's not, not, a not a pipe,
1: pipe. dream. Now that now that I think about it, it's not. You gonna tell me that everybody that that's at a certain level is isn't isn't balanced? You know, you gonna tell me that there, there's people out out there that don't have both? That there's only one one of the two?
0: But remember, desire is the problem, in in this context. So. I don't know we talked about it before right i'm i'm sure that there are some people out there who maybe even living in section eight who are who found this balance and the balance isn't about whether they achieve what they want versus not it's probably more like they have found contentment with their situation doesn't mean that they love it but they appreciate what they have and I don't think if something lands in, a, in in a person's like person like that's lap I don't think that means that they would say no thank you I I don't need that job I'm fine with my job at Wendy's since we're picking on Wendy's today um that's different but it's a question of desire that's that's what I think is a, is a is a thing so I I I think as soon as you want to improve which it's not about knocking that I'm not who am I to say that but I think when you want that then you're on the train. You can't be half on the train and half off the train.
1: Yeah, well if you're a serial killer, cynic, all right, and you want to improve to not killing people, that's a desire that I think is a situation where it's, hey, look, that's a good change. You're to tell me you shouldn't have a desire to change if you still have the urge to slit people's throats. Like, what are you saying here? You know what I mean? Like, does that does that not make sense? or <laughs>
0: No, I think you just derailed the conversation with that. I didn't derail the
1: conversation. You're basically saying that desire is still the root of the issue, you know, which is cool. I I respect your angle, but I'm just saying that that's that's not the norm, you know. There has to be certain exceptions that have to be made, and you're still like, nah, bro. Like, desire is desire, bro. You're on the train
2: or
0: you're off the train. (laughs) So yeah, I guess yeah. In your example, yes, that serial killer should just do what he does. (laughs) I want to
1: get into some Alan Watt quotes, man. <laughs> if Do it. Before, before I get into the real quote. And I'm just inspired because this guy, he was pretty awesome. All right. So trying to define yourself is like trying to bite your own teeth. Let that sink in. The only way to make sense out of change is to plunge into it, move with it, and join the dance. Don't fight it, right? Don't fucking fight it. I haven't realized that the past and the future are real illusions. That they exist in the present, which is what there is and all there is. Let that sink in.
0: But how can you say, well, sorry, but with that last quote where you said, don't fight it. Go ahead. How baby. can you say, don't fight it, but you, in the previously you were talking about fighting for, you know, whatever improvement or whatever.
1: <laughs> I never said fighting for it. No, but I mean,
0: it's, <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, we didn't, you
2: didn't use the word fight. It's not but. the same thing. It's not the same thing. <laughs> what do you want to call it? Striving? <laughs>
1: It's not the same thing at all. Just because you are you can adapt to change and you understand that not going against the tide is the best thing for you doesn't mean that you're content. Those aren't the same things. And that's what you're saying, that, that me saying, like, go with it, don't fight it, is the same thing as saying, hey, look, if you're freaking riding a bike to work, hey, maybe wanting to get a car isn't such a bad thing. Mm. <laughs> Chewing them apples,
0: yeah. I think that is, I think, I think we're talking about the same thing. (laughs) I do like if you're riding a bike to work and, and you want a car, then you're, then you're, then you're wanting something and you're not content with what you have. So you're fighting for, for some, for something else, for something quote better.
1: (laughs) All right. So let's say this, because maybe riding the bike to work isn't such a bad thing. You're right. Let's say you have three kids and, and a wife that doesn't work. And you have a bike. You're going to tell me a bike is going to be the best thing for you? You're going to tell me that maybe wanting something that's capable to take you and your family around, wanting that, that, you know, striving towards that is a bad thing. We should just be content with saying, well, guys, I don't have my license. So one at a time, jump on the back.
0: No, no, I don't think that's the same. It's the same thing. No. You're desiring. No. You're, des- <laughs> <laughs> You're desiring the
1: car. You can't desire the car. He's stupid. <laughs> I got you, baby. <laughs> I got you right where I want you. I got a, I got a few more, if you don't mind, bro. You don't look out there for God. Something in the sky, you look into you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the last one I leave you with is, but the attitude of faith is to let go and become open to truth, whatever it might turn out to be. So that's just to give you a little taste of the man.
0: See, but that for me, that also that also contradicts your point of view for me.
1: Well, I I didn't write the quote. I'm just reading it. Why are you coming at me,
2: son? So you disagree with that quote? I'm not. I'm just reading the quote. (laughs) I didn't
1: write the quote, bro. I'm just reading it.
2: I'm asking you. you I'm putting you on
0: the spot right now. You
2: understand? How do I feel about that last quote that you're asking me? I'm with that. So that contradicts
1: again your point. How does it contradict? Read it again. (laughs) But the attitude of faith is to let go and become open to the truth, whatever it may turn out to be.
0: But exactly, the attitude not, of faith is to let go. You're not willing to let go and be open to the truth, whatever it may be. You want to control it. Truth, truth, truth is what is. Be- by the
1: way, truth is this now. I had dreams of being a professional basketball player. I let that go because <laughs> the truth was that I wasn't going to make it to the pros, even though I got a wet jumper and I will ball you out. Don't get it tangled and twisted. The boy's nice with it. One two, let's get it. You know that. But I, you know, the truth was that I wasn't going to be an NBA player. I've already succumbed to my truth, so everything else is Plan B, all
0: right. <laughs> everything
1: else is Plan B.
0: I got you. All right, those are some good quotes, though. Those <laughs> are some good quotes and food for thought from Mister Allen Watts. But
1: hold on, let's let's bring this back, Sonic. What did we learn today?
0: We learned. I learned that even the things that you today take for granted and think they've made life so much better. They was such a step forward in society, etc. Even those things can have dark origins.
1: Yeah, man.
0: And We shouldn't think that we're past that now because this mm. is 2021 or whatever. We shouldn't think that that kind of shit can't and doesn't still happen.
1: Kind of my theory with everybody shouldn't be able to have kids that's like a new version of that right
0: uh yeah actually yeah we
1: kind of discovered that today like it is Mm -hmm. even though my angles i think most people would agree with them because they're not bad ones right i'm not
0: i mean no one will ever think that their their point of view is bad though right no
1: but that's what i'm saying that other people would agree with me
0: i mean yeah but a lot
1: of people though (laughs) a lot of people like Hitler, had Hitler thought the same too, right?
0: thing <laughs> <laughs> He's, he, I'm sure when he was talking to his people he was like I'm sure a lot of people would agree with me right Hans <laughs> what do you think <laughs>
1: yeah I guess that's not a good example
0: <laughs> sorry go ahead man uh, th- uh, I didn't mean to uh, hijack that shit again
1: no it's cool it's cool uh, I'll get into the quote though <laughs> let's get into the quote what did you learn oh what did I learn yeah I forgot I forgot I'm sorry uh, what did I learn? I learned that that my boy Alan isn't 100%. <laughs> <laughs> He's missing a couple things to be at guru status for me. But although I don't agree with everything he says, I agree with a lot of what he says. And learning more about him today that he does have Buddhist ties and in respect to certain Buddhist beliefs, I can understand why I aligned with a lot of the stuff that he was saying. Mm-hmm. Because I, th- I guess, not to say that I'm on his level, but... We have similar ways of of viewing things. So that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool learning more about him in that sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know? I agree.
1: And I also learned the humans are fucking horrible because we tested birth control on Puerto Ricans because we thought that they were less worthy. Para donde estamos mi gente. Yo one love. El carro. So yeah, man, that's what I learned. And yeah definitely an insightful one today
0: then i guess it's time to hit them with the quote
1: let's hit them with the quizzy now this is from my boy charles i don't bring charles back so we brought him <laughs> I'm back i'm
0: curious what this one's gonna be
1: this one is short and sweet. a lot of
0: his quotes let me down so let's see what this is
1: gonna be. nah man this one is amazing short <laughs> and sweet but one of my faves you ready Yep. some people never go crazy what truly horrible lives they must lead charles Bukowski.
0: yeah that one i read before and that one i thought was pretty cool so pretty cool my friend
1: come on you know i come with the heat (laughs) that's all we got today senate
0: all right people yeah by the time you hear this we will have uh, celebrated our one year anniversary for no unturned. we'll be celebrating with cake
1: check out the instagram and also check out slides and quotes um as always we at least we always try to because i don't think we always do it every episode but every episode we try to go ahead and post slides that tie into the things we spoke about for that episode so check out the cake check out some slides check out some quotes hit the follow button subscribe all that jazz
0: yes indeedy until then we'll catch you guys next week same time same place same canal
1: yes sir take care of yourself and each other Cheers. Peace.
3: Try to fight it, but you can't even feel it. Try to deny it, but it's coming for someone you love. Not the wisest to deceive. Way But we are in the silence. It's conceited because it believes that we're defeated. To our surprise, I believe that what's inside us will. We need it It leaves me speechless But we'll just have to trust now Or oh, that there's things bigger than us now And maybe we'll find out, but Now we're coming to that place in the tall It seems like the elders have lost time The lessons we've learned from a long time They've all but abandoned our small minds Scream about nothing but fear Trying to run up a decline Maybe one day look for the truth Maybe we're blind by design Bye.
1: When I edit, I'm like, yo, you got a potty mouth, bro.